Hey everybody, welcome to the Ronin Rabbit. This is episode 142. Now the Ronin Rabbit is a Usagi Ojimbo fan podcast. I am your host Ed Moore and there will be spoilers. To get in touch you can tweet me at Teal Productions, T-E-A-L. I post the episodes on the Usagi Ojimbo Dojo and Usagi Ojimbo Fan pages on Facebook. BigTimeNoise.com slash Ronin Rabbit is the website and usagi podcast at gmail.com is the email address now i'm sitting outside on my back porch it's 75 degrees at 11:37 a.m and during the corona times i am sucking this up corona no covid times maybe i should be drinking a corona i don't know but either way it is beautiful out here I'm not sure when this is going to be posted. Probably later on in the year. It'll be cold and snowy and yucky. But today, it is not. And I am digging that. Usagi Ojimbo Color Classics number 6 from IDW. Cover dated August 2020. Two stories in this one. A Quiet Meal, which was originally published in Critters number 6, dated November 1986. I talked about this in episode 7 of the show back on August 5th of 2011. The second story, Blind Swords Pig, probably the, um, or not probably, let me rephrase that, the introduction of probably my favorite character in any of the Usagi mythos. Uh, it was originally published in Critters number 7, dated December 1986, and I originally discussed this story in episode 8 of the show that came out August 19th, 2011. So starting out on the cover, we have an image of Usagi fighting a really furry pig. Um, he's he's kind of grizzled looking, very furry ears, very furry crop of the head there. What stood out to me is the difference in the swords. Usagi's katana looks much more refined Whereas the pig's katana, the pig turns out to be Zato Inu, by the way, uh, looks much more rustic. Um, so they're fighting here at uh, at a standstill, looks like in the rain, over puddles, in the mud. Really, really cool image. The book starts um, with a f full panel page of probably my favorite Usagi image. The, this this book just has a lot of favorites for me. Uh, it's an image of Usagi walking across a plane, and the top half of the image is a series of cloud formations that are moving from left to right, and as they're moving, they're sweeping upwards. As you go from the bottom of the cloud formation to the top, they start out wispy and hatched, and then near the middle top, they get nice and full drawn and fluffy and everything like that. Now, I believe this may be the first time I've seen this image in color. I don't recall, but the, the uh, black and white image, the line image of it, really struck me. This color image uh, very much as well. As I said, Usagi's walking across a plane from our vision from left to right. And on the right foreground is a nice set of flowers that have been drawn. But the really cool thing to me is that either walking with him or because he is scaring them as he's walking through the weed or perhaps the reeds that we can see wispy uh, at about knee level is a series of dragonflies that are flying across the image with us. Usagi um, has his daisho uh, prominently on display here, the matched pair of swords that the samurai often has, the tekana, the katana and the wakazashi. Uh, also, he is wearing a kasa. Probably a Takuhatsu Gasa, the uh, 
the large conical hat that is so large skewers down like to the nose or a little bit above that of passerbys so that you can't see but it looks like a large spherical hat um the uh well i know you've seen it it's a peasant straw hat a lot of times it's the type of hat that usagi wears here in the book awesome picture awesome picture okay uh moving on we see that uh in the first panel Usagi is lifting up his uh, casa to be able to better peer out, and he sees an inn up above. The inn is flying a large white flag, which probably means something, but off, uh, to, to my knowledge, I, I do not know. So if someone out there can educate me as to why the big white flag is flying, uh, maybe it has something to do with occupancy or something like that. That would be cool. Somebody that knows more than I let me know. Uh, Usagi walks in and sits down on the edge here and the cool thing the inn uh just as you walk in the door is a is an area um that is at the same level as the ground but the floor of the building itself is raised so what you do is in this area just inside you sit down so that you can remove your shoes and then you step up onto the floor of the main inn itself uh not not wearing shoes inside being much a sign of respect um oriental or perhaps just japanese culture but as Usagi is here, we see over on the side panel here, he is uh, on his knees waiting to be served. Probably a table in front of him, but it just wasn't drawn in this particular portion of the image. Two, four, six ruffians are coming in, various animals, bear, cat, wolf. Uh, looks like another bear, goat, and a pig. Uh, not Zatuinu that we'll see in the next story, but another pig are walking in. Several Tokagi are scared. One of them is squeaking yow as he runs away. This, this bunch of brigands are coming in yelling and making a lot of noise being very boisterous the pig uh, seems to be the leader he comes up flies swarming all around him hurry innkeeper bring sake we want sake and the innkeeper says yes sir um, I can drink lots of sake bring sake for it and keep it coming we're celebrating uh, some other members of the the group here now something about the animals is they're all drawn very um, child uh, they're drawn in a way to appeal to to children they're very round very un, uh, unscary they're they're anthropomorphized but they're softened as far as as how they appear big eyes um furry fluffy round kind of not at all like the animals uh that mr sakai draws now which are drawn much more anthro and less cuddly friendly stuffed animally if you get my drift Usagi sitting here quietly, uh, removing his swords and laying them to the side here. Another uh, person in the inn, in the restaurant portion here, is scared, taking notice of this group of brigands that are being very loud. Again, the pig yells out, we're gamblers and we just struck it rich, so we're, we've got reason for merrymaking. Bring on the drink! Um, as the innkeeper is serving Usagi. They keep yelling and, and being very boisterous and, and pushing the... Uh, innkeeper very hard to satisfy their needs usagi we see here at the side just is continuing to quietly eat uh, just do what he's there to do not really paying them any mind till finally the the brigands get upset with something that the innkeeper does or says uh, asking them to keep it down a little bit and and they get upset because they want to be as loud and boisterous as they want to be so they grab up the innkeeper and throw the innkeeper out with a thump bump thump he bounces three times until he skids in the dirt outside uh 
laughs coming from inside. The Tokagi outside watching this are very uh, shocked by what's going on. Now, there's another panel on this page, and if someone can educate me here, Mr. Sakai took the time to draw a three-headed dragon outside the building um, being surprised by the boisterousness and the, the, the loudness of those brigands inside the inn. Um, as they yell, throw him out! Outside is the dragon, all three heads with a question mark above them. Um, again, he took the time to draw this particular image. If anyone knows what or where this three-headed dragon is from, or if it has any significance at all, please let me know. Again, I do not know, but I, I would be interested in finding out. The brigands turn their attention to other available uh, people that they can bully. So it's another person here in the restaurant who's just quietly eating that they turn their attention to. Ultimately, they grab that person up and throw them outside with a bump thump and a whump as he bounces twice and then runs into and knocks over the innkeeper who had just managed to gain his feet and was trying to get back inside. Uh, the two Tokagi who are here also, their exclamation, their expression has changed from exclamation marks when the innkeeper came bouncing out to a question mark now when the patron comes bouncing out. Now the group has turned their attention to Usagi and uh, what happens next is a cool series of four panels. Uh, the final panel on one page and three panels which constitute the entirety of the next page. Each panel shows in the foreground Usagi in the background, the six brigands standing there, three to each side of his head that you can see that Mr. Sakai has drawn. Different animals are saying different things, but all of them are trying to intimidate Usagi, who just continues with his chopsticks to eat his meal. And so they, they try to get his ire, they make fun of him, they realize he's not paying them any attention. Then they finally get mad, and the pig the leader makes a move for usagi who pulls his sword and whisks it around several times vish zwick zwip zit swish shik as he seemingly is just flinging the sword around the pig in an effort to try to intimidate him uh, he then sheaths his sword the pig realizes oh, oh you didn't even touch me we'll teach him to get tough with us Come on, fellas, let's throw him out. But then one of the other brigands happens to look down and says, Wait a minute, this fly's been cut in half. This one too, says another. Those three also, says another. And if you look at the beginning of that sequence, the pig is surrounded by Mr. Sakai drew five flies around the pig as he's rushing Usagi. So apparently Usagi killed all five of the flies without touching the pig when they realized that he did that um, they all run as a group out they, they run away and so the final panel of the story is Usagi calmly drinking from his cup and through the door you can see the brigands in a cloud running away and the innkeeper and the other patron kind of looking around the door jam inside to try to figure out what has gone on that has scared the brigands so a nice fun story um much more i think a fitting story for the anthropomorphized animal tales that it was a part of in critters now i mean there are other stories in critters it was an anthology book but in th there were several of these anthropomorphic funny books uh, if, if i can call them that that started in the 80s that were very much your stuffed 
animals doing things. That was the image uh, that, that was used, and that was the style that Mr. Sakai employed here. Uh, other stories, the animals were not as warm and fuzzy. They were much more humanized, much more anglicized as far as the drawing style. And so they had, you know, arms and legs, and they stood upright just like human beings. And you could tell that it was intended to be a, you know, whatever, a penguin, let's say. But it was not a warm, fluffy penguin. It was just a large penguin that walked on two legs and had two arms. So kind of softens the uh, the tail, perhaps, by making it more look like your stuffed animals have come to life rather than... Uh, uh, lycanthropic type animals wolves and bears and stuff you know things like that now the next story is the blind swords pig uh, that first story was a quiet meal by the way and the blind swords pig here opens the first panel we see a pig tap clack clack tapping his way as he's walking into a village and he says uh, there's many people here as I approach the village uh, fertile soil new rice simple farmers so he's assuming it's a farming village and um, he, he's doing this all by smell uh, he has a nose that allows him to pick up scents much like uh, we would see visually or like uh, if you're familiar with Marvel Comics Daredevil character like he does with his radar sense only Zatuinu does it with his nose several panels down as he's walking on into the village he passes a message post that has a wanted poster with his image on it so he walks into the village and someone exclaims, Look, it's the outlaw blind Eno. There's a huge reward for his head. That murdering swine, let's kill him dead. Go on, you go first, said various villagers. And so Eno is kind of exasperated as they attack him. We don't really see it. What next we see is several hours later, Usagi walking into the village and the village is just trashed. People are laying everywhere collapsed buildings, burning buildings, and he says, Hold there, peasant. A samurai would have words with you. Was this devastation caused by an invading army? No. Earthquake? Uh-uh. Brigands? Nope. It was Eno, the outlaw. One person? So we find out that Eno is uh, rather adept at, uh, at fighting. Usagi decides that uh, hmm, these people should be avenged. He's already gotten too much of a head start over me. Eno's irrational attack reminds me of another mindless barbarian I've heard of. Nah, little uh, Gru throw out there as um, Mr. Sakai does and has done all of the lettering for the various Gru comics by Mr. Sergio Aragonas and Mark Evanier, or Evan-A, however you pronounce his name, I apologize. So Usagi continues on down the path here until he walks onto a, uh, a pit trap that Eno has fallen into and rescues the pig and, and pulls him out. Inu um, introduces himself and says he is a Zato, a blind masseuse, Z uh, Zato Inu, playing on a well-known uh, Japanese cinema character of both movie and small screen, Zatoichi. Uh, another excellent, excellent set of movies, and I'll go on and say uh, one of my favorite uh, cinema characters as well. This, this book is just hitting on a lot of touchstones for me, apparently. So the two decide to travel together. Um, Eno explains how he's able to see so well through his nose. So it's not really seeing, it's sensing. Looks like it's uh, maybe in the fall because there's a reference to uh, falling ginkgo leaves as they're walking. Continuing on their journey, they camp for the night. Usagi, in uh, one of the few times that we'll see him truly undressed, is um, has stripped down and is, is fishing. Uh, by going into the pond here and he comes walking back into camp saying that he's captured a turtle which we saw proceeding 
he had the fish but tripped lost the fish he tripped because he stepped on a turtle so he got the turtle and lost the fish meanwhile in camp here Zeno uh, Eno tells him well done Ronan I've had a bit of luck myself fish and locusts and we see four fish roasting over the fire and he is putting a fourth uh, little locust on another roasting spit here that he's about to put in the fire um, so they continue talking and at one point Eno uh, senses something he smells something but then he he plays it off not wanting to get Usagi involved in the morning when the Usagi wakes up he sees that Ino has left uh, left on the fire here was one of the fish that we see a Tokagi going after rather voraciously journeying on uh, it gets to a point where Usagi is up on a hill and as the path trails down into maybe a little valley or a little swale he sees a group of people down there and recognizes one of them as being Ino uh, we zoom in and we see in the background Usagi running down the hill towards him. Ino has, is being waylaid by who he calls uh, bounty hunters. There's looks to be three of them. We never see all of them. We One is a bull. One is a large bear like a polar bear. And there's a third one we, we never see. But Zeno, or Ino, excuse me, Zatu Ino, Ino um, dispatches them quickly. They had a wanted poster in their hand, and it falls to the ground and blows over towards Usagi. Usagi picks it up and says, Ah, oh, you're the outlaw, Eno. You destroyed a village. And now they go back and forth, uh, Eno being the bad guy now, Usagi being the good guy, explaining why, you know, I've got to take you down, and here is why. Eno is taking the position of, well, you know, I am just who I am. You do you. I'll do me. And they get into a fight. They rush each other. And then the next panel, we see that Eno has been hit because there's blood kind of trailing away. And then in the next panel, we see him down on his knees holding his face saying, My node, my node, you cut off my node. I'm blind without it. So Usagi um, kneecapped him, basically. You know, um, he, he was a great swordsman until he took an arrow to the knee or a sword to the nose in this case. And so instead of killing him, um, Usagi in essence crippled him. They go their separate ways and we're told that two months later, uh, we catch up with Eno. We see that he's at a woodcarver's place and the woodcarver has carved for him a new nose. And Eno says it works perfectly. I can't wait to meet that Ronin again and ends with, but why is everything pine scented? Well, obviously we know why it's pine scented. So the blind swords pig has gotten a replacement nose for the one that Usagi cut off made out of pine. And so that ends the blind swords pig, our introduction to the blind swords pig. Not really too many terms here. Zato is the term that we were introduced to. Um, I threw out the words Daisho, which is the matched pair of samurai swords, and Kasa, and perhaps a Takuhatsu Gasa, which is the large spherical peasanty shady kind of hat that you see a lot of times that's what usagi was wearing in one of the images that really caught my eye really fun stories um we're, we're starting to see usagi take shape uh both as far as his world but also the art um he's usagi is starting to lengthen and thin Whereas originally he was shorter and more rounder, much more like a stuffed animal would be. But now he is becoming much more anthropomorphized, much more human-like, tall and 
been better defined arms and legs and fingers and all those kind of things. So we see Mr. Sakai's artwork uh, starting to mature, I guess, but not, you know, not meaning that in a, in a pejorative way uh, as, as we're reading these stories. One more issue of this volume of Color Classics, issue seven on the way. And as I record this, the first issue of the next volume has already been solicited. There was much ado made about the fact that Color Classics was not in the uh, title of that book, and I'm kind of taken aback by that also. I wish that they had used that to maintain the, the difference between that book and the regular ongoing Usagi book. It doesn't bother me about stopping and changing a new volume with a new number one. That's been a goofy comic book gimmick for a long time when they found out that the number one issues always sell better well they always started coming up with reasons to have a number one issue and that that's all that is with this uh, but i do have you know kind of a minor beef that the color classic uh subheading has been dropped from the book for subsequent volumes so new people that are just getting into usagi are going to be even more confused by the ongoing that will be at issue I think 15 that same month and this book that's coming out with a number one oh is this a new no it's it's not an Usagi a new Usagi it is a reprint in color of books what 35 40 years old so you know it, it's just needlessly confusing for the want of a buck but so be it uh, next episode i am going to be talking about the third volume of usagi Jimbo from dark horse comic issue number 47 to be exact thanks a lot for riding along i'm going to go enjoy this killer weather see you guys next time ciao the ronin rabbit podcast is a teal production and as such is licensed under a creative commons attribution non-commercial non-derivatives 3.0 unported license